This is the Midday Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing. John, what are we seeing taking place on the grains today? Well, at least in the corn market and possibly the wheat market here. And then we'll see where beans settle out today. But we've got some decent price action today. I mean, we moved down to a new contract low on December last night, down to down to 473 and three quarters. Um, or excuse me, 467 and three quarters on the low. And now we've come off it. We are trading a couple pennies higher. So I think if we can hold this close today, that would look really nice on the charts from a technical standpoint. You know, market is a little bit oversold. Maybe we can get a little bit of a turn, even with harvest pressure coming at us. You know, we saw those crop ratings harvest uh, for corn at 9% complete. And uh, so that is obviously part of this factor is going to be in here right now. But we're in a seasonal window where maybe we can put a bit of a low in. We're holding some very key support today. Uh, so that would be encouraging, not saying we're you know calling the low for the fall, but at least maybe the price action could give us some maybe some money flow. Soybeans, same thing going there, at least right now we're still slightly negative, but we're well off the overnight lows in beans. Uh, watching what's going on with the bean oil, bean meal uh, side of the markets, you know, with crude oil rallying up through the $90 level, that bean oil market, which is such a driver in bean price, has been very, very negative. It's trying to work its way back to positive today. We're also seeing some strength in the soybean meal side. So that's given soybeans a little bit of a bid. But again, this is a window where soybeans also like to push and maybe try to find themselves a fall low. You know, the wheat market's kind of the lacquer in the news side right now. But again, today we're mixed trade in wheat, a little bit higher in the spring wheat. But we've worked off some lows there. We did put a bit of a turn in the charts last week so maybe we can get a little bit of follow through and a combination of you know being really sold over in that wheat and that corn market could just bring some money flow in john you mentioned it the harvest numbers and how much harvest is complete right now but also got those good to excellent ratings yesterday now at this point of the year as you have mentioned john doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot because we've reached that maturation stage so it's not necessarily a huge indicator but that overall number, it is down to 51%, and that is the lowest rating for this time of year since 2012. So I guess that, John, then just kind of confirms what we already know, that there has been some damage done to this crop. And I guess we just need to know how much damage has been done when we get into the field and start harvesting. Yeah, very possibly. You know, at least right now, what we're hearing in early results, just from talking to producers that are working, you know, I'm getting a good mixture of, you know, variability. But, you know, today I've talked to three or four producers and got the lovely uh, better than I thought it was going to be type comments, which makes you kind of wonder. Now, again, a lot of people think the USDA may be too high with their yield forecast. But, you know, you kind of get days like today where, you know, things are better than we thought that maybe they're more in line than we think they are. So we'll find that out down the road, you know, not being pro or, pro or negative, the USDA numbers in that statement. But again, we've got great genetics out there. And the fact that we've kind of kept this crop together with as little moisture as we've seen is a, is a testament to those genetics. So we'll have to see how this plays out. You know, the biggest thing is for both these markets right now, seasonality, money flow, the funds are pushing one of their largest short positions in the last handful of years on the corn market. They added in 41,000 net short positions last week after the USDA report. Obviously, have pushed it up until this morning. So you could just see this thing turn just on the value standpoint here. You know, that's the question for us right now is we got interest rates higher. You got inflationary type environment. You know, what's considered cheap here is corn at 450, 460 of value now. Where you know, two years ago, three years ago, it was 350. You know, so those are things we got to kind of balance out here. And I think that's still kind of an unknown in this marketplace is 
you know, here we are looking at prices at this window. Supply may be saying we could go lower in price overall, but it could just look to be a bit of a value. John, let's switch over to the other side of the markets and the livestock complex. What are we seeing there? A little bit of a disappointing day so far in the cattle complex. We were stronger earlier in the day. It looked like we we're about ready to break this thing out and maybe get that April contract over $200. It's kind of been playing with that here the last couple of days. But now we've turned a little bit more negative, coming off the strength in the corn market. You know, we had triple-digit gains in feeders. They're now trading on the negative side. Some of it could be position squaring consolidation. We do have cattle on feed report on Friday this week. So maybe we got to hold out for those numbers. The biggest thing I'm not liking in the cattle side of the equation right now is the retail values. We saw a $7 drop in choice carcasses last week. We we're a little bit softer yesterday. You know, I haven't seen the midday numbers yet today. But that might be some of the variables that are just going to maybe keep this market in check. Let's see what those cattle and feed numbers give us at the end of the week and see where maybe where the supply picture is, see if there's another leg here. Hogs, on the other hand, nice money flow going into that hog market today. I've talked about it before. It's been extremely volatile. You know, we have dollar up days, $2 down days, $3 up days, and get it to, well, today's going to be a dollar to $2 up day. Uh, but the overall trend in the hog market is still working a little bit higher here. Watching Chinese hog prices, they're a little bit firmer today. I'd like to see the cash market and the retail market get a little bit more gas under it. But at least right now today, we're getting a little bit of bid and possibly poking back up to the top side after we challenged some bottom side support yesterday. John, what are we seeing in terms of domestic demand for beef here in the United States? Because we know those cattle prices have been high, but the consumer has continued to go to the store and pay those prices. Is that starting to wane at all? Or are we still seeing the consumer willing to follow through on that? You know, I'm still very cautious on that. And that could be still the wet blanket that would limit this rally in the cattle market here. And, you know, what's the consumer do? And, and you know, first off, you're throwing $90 plus crude out there today. That's going to be reflective in gas prices. We're hearing the $4 level at some pumps and some regions, you know, that's going to limit the consumer spending, which I, I think comes into play when it comes to the cattle market. You know, maybe the cattle market might be reacting to the stronger crude oil market today more than the corn market. So we'll have to kind of watch that here, how that goes forward. That is going to be a big issue. One area that's been strong on the beef consumption side has been the, the ground beef trade. Uh, that's, the you know, that's been you know, moving up very, very nicely here, trading well over five-year averages or multi-year averages. So that's one area where the Packers are seeing some meat on the bone. But again, that's going to be a longer concern. If we just can't seem to get these beef prices to come down a little bit for the consumer, they might start shifting themselves over to that cheaper pork and chicken. John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing, our guest here today. John, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch for more marketing information? Sure, love chat with them anytime. Give me a call, 800-334-9779. Shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com or that website of ours, totalfarmmarketing.com. A lot of great information for producers out there. Feel free to reach out. I know you're busy, but you know, don't forget about the marketing side while you're out there harvesting. A lot of tools at your disposal from Total Farm Marketing. John Heinberg, our guest. John, thank you for the time as always, and have a great rest of your day. Sounds good. Have a great day. That was John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing. It's time now for a check of the midday numbers. December corn up three and a quarter at 474 and three quarters. November soybeans down a quarter of a cent at 1316 and a half. December soybean meal up 70 cents at 388.60. December soybean oil down 11 cents at 60.83. Chicago wheat down two even at 614 and three quarters. Minneapolis wheat up one even at 794 and a half. Kansas City hard red wheat unchanged at 740 even. March oats down six and a half at 459 even. 
on the Merck. October live cattle down 50 cents at 185.85. September feeder cattle down 45 cents at 253.80. October lean hogs up $1.70 at 84.95. October pork cutout up $1.30 at 95.72. And class 3 milk down 23 cents at 17.57. This has been a check of the midday markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>